welcome back to Homo in Lay Training. I'm JDIA, and you know, this is a variety show podcast where we change topics every week. And this week, y'all here for some science. The science segment is one of my favorite because your bitch over here loves science. And I like to talk about things that are either audience submitted or things that I'm really interested in. And one thing that I kind of mentioned on an episode called Watch Out for Andromeda, where I talk about how the Andromeda galaxy is going to crash into the Milky Way galaxy. And I kind of talked about the black holes that are in the center of the galaxy, but I don't think I really did. I think I just kind of talked about like how they merge together. But this time I actually really wanted to talk about the what like bitch like what's actually driving these galaxies which are the black holes in the center of them it's really cool because like not a lot of people really knew that there were black holes in the center of the galaxy just because i mean black holes eat things black holes eat things so people were kind of just like all right well i mean there wouldn't be something eating the whole entire galaxy because then the galaxy would be gone but then we learn more about supermassive black holes and how they just don't really do that. And I'm going to kind of cover some of those things with you. I'm definitely going to tell you what the fuck they are, the name of our black hole in our Milky Way, how it eats, how it looks, and should you be scared? Which you shouldn't be scared. You should never be scared. Any of these little science things that I do that seem like dismal or doom and gloom, it's not... Well, I mean, it's not really doom and gloom talking about black hole. I think... You've seen so many movies of like things like that, that people get like scared. So people are just like, oh my God, a black hole, that means we're going to die. Which, I mean, yeah, if like it appeared like in the middle of Earth, like, yeah, that we could, you know, die. But this is, this is nowhere that case. So we're just going to go really quick because your boy's always late. I mean, I don't know what, it's fucking already past noon and I'm barely doing this shit. So Please bear with me. I am trying really hard, but your boys fucking just wait till next week when y'all hear our little episode with my amazing friend. And we have a lot of really good episodes coming up. So anyway, all right, let's take a little commercial breaky and then we will talk about this big old black hole. Coolio. So let's talk about our little well, actually not so little, our big old black hole in the center of our galaxy called Sagittarius A-star. I think it's a very misleading name to call the black hole because one, it's not a star, and the Sagittarius constellation is very, it's separate from this, so I don't know how they came up with that name. The Sagittarius A has like an asterisk next to it because when I looked it up, like Sagittarius A, it showed me a different star. So who knows? But we didn't always know that there was a black hole in the center of our galaxy. Like I said, I'm not entirely sure what astronomers thought was at the center of our galaxy, but I don't think it was that. And later on, with more testing and all this stuff, you know, they were able to kind of map all of the stars in the center of the galaxy, and they're all orbiting a small little dot, which I think is really cool because when you see, when you think of like stars, I mean, we're talking about the sun, right? I mean, our sun is ginorm. It's super huge, and these stars are moving like crazy. And I'm going to post, I think, a video of what it looks like at the center with the with all those little like stars moving because it looks 
really interesting. And when you actually break down that these stars are fucking ginormous and they're moving around like ragdolls, it's very, very interesting. But they were able to do the math on the gravitational effect that that little dot has on all the stars around it. Because, you know, even though it's very chaotic in the center of the Milky Way, don't think of it as like there's just constant explosions there's constant stars like bumping into each other because that's not really the case like everything is like has like an ordered chaos to it that makes our center of our black hole kind of chill um and i'll definitely get into why it's chill here in a little bit but um the middle is very organized and they were able to kind of calculate how big this black hole is but how is this different from normal black holes, right? Just because you add supermassive, does it change the type of black hole that it is? And it, and it does because they're supermassive um, and they don't form normally. Typically, um, when we're talking about stellar black holes, which are the most common black holes, um, those are formed when a humongous star, usually an O-type star, and that's for my reoccurring listeners. If y'all listen to my O-type star episode, it was pretty lit. Um, those huge-ass stars collapse into a small black hole. And that's pretty much how they're created. But supermassive black holes are a little bit different because they're black holes. But they have eaten other black holes and gotten even bigger. Because... These black holes are ginormous, and I'm about to tell you how fucking big they are, but when they feed on material, they get slightly bigger. But there's not enough material in the galaxy to make it as big as it is. So it can't be material. Even though when it eats gas, suns, whatever, um, it does get bigger, but the size that it is now does not get big just by eating stuff around it. It has to merge with another black hole. And that's when the diameter, which is like how big the, the circle is, the little dot that the black hole is, it gets bigger. When it merges with another one, it gets heavier and it gets bigger, which is how we get the term supermassive black hole. Because I'm about to tell you why they're supermassive. Astronomers have calculated that our Milky Way supermassive black hole is about 4.3 million times the weight of the sun. And the diameter of our Milky Way's black hole is 30 times wider than Earth. About 14 million miles. So this thing's huge. It's very huge. And for comparison, keep in mind that I said stel stellar black holes, which are the most common, have about a mass of 20 times the size of the sun. This one has 4.3 million. Would you rather have $20 or 4.3 million? And they're only about 10 miles in diameter. So would you rather have $10 or would you have $14 million? That's like how different they are, which is... It, that's insane. Like, this is a fucking behemoth, girl. And what the crazy thing is, like, it's not even the biggest one, like, girl. I think my second, my first science episode, if y'all want, if y'all trying to go back to our first episodes, which I think you should because they're really good. I talk about black holes and I talk about how, because I think it was 2020 when I did that episode, and that was when they released the picture of the black hole. And it was the first picture of a black hole ever to be taken. There were so many memes about it, all this stuff. But it was the first documented proof that there is a black hole. Because, I mean, you can't prove a black hole. You can't see it. So how the fuck are you going to prove it? 
So this picture really showed us how black holes work and kind of justified all like the, because, you know, they build computers, right? They build computers that have models inside. They do the math, do click, click, click. And those models kind of show you what it would look like. And those models matched exactly what that picture was. So they were like, bitch, this is a black hole. We've been done right. And this is awesome. So if you want to know about the biggest supermassive black hole, please visit that episode because I did compare it to ours and I'm pretty sure the picture they took of the pe- the black hole they took a picture of, I'm pretty sure it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, but I'm not too sure. But yeah, supermassive black holes, typically their size is proportional to the size of the galaxy. So the bigger the black hole, the bigger the galaxy. So that means that they're growing together. You know, people want to learn about galaxies, but the only way to learn about galaxies is by learning about black holes because they're all one and the same. You know, the black hole in the center can either drive more star formation or it can stop star formation. One of the influences that these supermassive black holes have on each other is with other galaxies. So I told you guys about um, my Andromeda episode, which I hope you listened to, where we see galaxy merges all the time. You can see it in the sky. You can see it in our own Milky Way. Um, you can see the galaxies that we've absorbed and their little poor corpses orbiting around us. And it's a common thing that this is what galaxies do. That's how they get bigger. But that's also how supermassive black holes get bigger. Because not only do billions of stars merge into one giant galaxy, but the supermassive black holes are also merging into one. You can't have two black holes orbiting each other, bitch, you're going to eat each other. So that means when Andromeda comes and crashes into the Milky Way, it will also merge into our black hole and become an even bigger black hole. And this process is so intense that when black holes collide, they create a ripple in space, bitch. And it might sound like science fiction, but girl, it's definitely in the fiction section of the library because scientists have documented it, honey and seen pictures and measured nearby black holes merging and how it creates these ripples in space. Um, And when I say ripples, it's kind of like when you throw a rock in, in water and you watch the water ripple and create waves. That's what happened in space. And these ripples are the fabric of space. Like, it's insane. It's actually really beautiful. I'm definitely gonna have to find some pictures of that because that shit was lit. Like, I was like, okay, bitch, I'm over here getting stretched out. That's really cool. But, I mean, these things are happening at, I mean, you guys, like, astronomical, like, huge scales. So, like, we would just be, like, a frog sitting, you know, on a lily pad if we threw a rock in in the water. We would just, like, move. Like, that's it. We wouldn't get stretched and our brains all fucked up or our atoms stretched. No, it's just, it's so huge that we would just ride. We would just ride the wave. Maybe surfers in space. How California. But Sagittarius A, and you know, we're really lucky because our center of our galaxy, Sagittarius A, is sleeping right now. You know, she's not really bothering anybody. You know, black holes go through phases um, of being either active or inactive. And obviously when it's active, it means that it's eating material. And a lot of times when it's eating material, it eats too much. And what happens is it spits it out as radiation and creates sometimes something called a quasar which just imagine a black hole just spitting out a whole bunch of stuff that's kind of what a quasar is actually that is what a quasar is only more violent which i think is really cool you know because we like to think as black holes is just like this infinite like gutter 
that things are just like being thrown into it, but that's not really the case. I mean, the black hole does eat, but I can imagine that the black hole probably only has like a little mouth. Girl, like, you can't fit that much in there. So she's quiet, you know, just hanging around, waiting for her next meal. And that's what our black hole is doing right now. But that wasn't always the case. You know, there are these old fossil-like remnants of our black hole eating a shit ton back in the day. Um, it's really cool because scientists like took a picture of you know our galaxy and they noticed these two bubbles above and below our galaxy, which kind of showed that at one point our center of our galaxy was active and she was eating and she was spitting stuff out and she was being very violent. So our black hole is not that innocent. She's not that innocent. And it's proof that anytime, if she really wants to, she can she's gonna start eating again. But it's nothing to be scared of though, okay? When we talk about the center of our galaxy, we are talking about something that's astronomically far away. Very, very far away. Okay? From Earth to the center of the galaxy, it's twenty-eight thousand light years away. Bitch, like, we're we're okay. We're fine. So not only are these bursts of energy strong enough to kill you, but they can also help create new stars. A lot of times in space, we just have like free floating gas, you know, just hanging out, not really doing much until it has a catalyst, a catalyst like a supernova or these supermassive black holes slash quasars that spit out this energy that disturb that gas, heat it up, add pressure to it, all of this stuff, and then create new stars. So all of that can also be happening if our black hole is feeding. So it can't just be all doom and gloom like, oh, it's the end of the world because some of that has to happen in order for new stars to be formed. So you got to give and take. There must be destruction in order for creation. I've actually been watching like a lot of like Dragon Ball Z rips on YouTube because <laughs> I really like Dragon Ball Z, but I'm not going to fucking get uh, a Crunchyroll or Funimation, bitch. I can barely afford my game pass that's like $11 bitch like I can't afford all that stuff but um one of the things that they have is they have something called like a destroyer and then the king kai's which I mean that's kind of a tangent but who cares bitch I have this is a short episode so who cares but um the supreme kai's are the ones that create so I think it's really cool how in the show they kind of show how they have like the god of destruction and the supreme kai they're both linked together so if you kill one you kill the other which i think is really interesting to know that you know it's true like we really do need that cycle of destruction and creation to be able to have new things you know when old things have gone too strong or too too crazy you know create something new like I don't know if you're saying we destroy everything, but I think it's a really beautiful balance to see that's kind of how the universe also works. There must be destruction in order for new things to happen. I mean, I've said this in our Sun episode, Soul, the Middle-Aged Bachelor. I talked about how a lot of the elements that are inside the Sun were created before us. Um, you know, we're made of supernova stardust. You know, our Sun was made from an exploding Sun that happened trillions of years ago. So these things have to happen in order for new things to happen. So I don't know. I think that's kind of a little beautiful thing that I learned this week. But anyway, supermassive black holes have also have this something called an accretion disk. This is um, highly energized um, gas particles that circle the black hole. So whenever they say Sagittarius A star, I think that's what they mean is that it's just bright because our super, well, all supermassive black holes have an accretion disk and that accretion disk is brighter than the black hole, obviously, because the black hole is fucking 
black and little and doesn't emit light, it absorbs light, so we can't see it. But the accretion disk is just heated up. Think of a heated up or ripped up sun. So one big old sun could be bright as fuck, but let me tell you, when you have a shit ton of gas that is enveloping something that is 14 million miles wide, and I can imagine that the accretion disk is even bigger than that, like it's going to be bright. Just like when you look at Saturn, I mean, those rings pop out first, but a lot of the times that's what's the brightest, those are the brightest things in the universe are black holes because of this accretion disk, but it's not necessarily the black hole that is bright. So even though that black holes are huge um, and eat everything in their path, they technically can't eat that much at a time. If it does, that's when it gets those bursts of radiation, like I mentioned before. So when it does have the secretion disk, it doesn't really eat all of that matter at once. It kind of slowly trickles in there. And like a way to think about it too is like think of a bathtub that you just filled with water. Once you pull that plug, the water is not just going to fucking disappear down the drain or just all rush into the drain. The water doesn't just fall into it. It swirls. That's kind of what an accretion disk does is it swirls and then it slowly starts adding itself into the center of the black hole. And that's where while it's on that journey, that's where it's being charged up plasma and it's hot as fuck. So that's why it's hard to see a black hole because of all of that matter. So when you look at that famous picture of that big black hole that they took a picture of, you're going to see an accretion disk, you know, kind of like when you're drinking like a cold drink on a hot day and then like you put the drink down and pick it up and it leaves that little ring of water. That's kind of what it looks like. It just looks like a ring of water and that ring is the accretion disk. And then the center part is the black hole. And I'm going to end on on this little fun fact is that, you know, people like to think that if you walk by, <laughs> walk because you're in space, but you walk by a supermassive black hole that you're just going to fall in. But that's actually really, that's a big misconception of how black hole, how supermassive black holes actually work. How I've seen the videos is kind of just like you're orbiting until you can enter it just right. Like you can't just enter a black hole, bitch. You have to be in the right kind of like trajectory to go inside it or else you'll be thrown out, thrown around, or you'll stay orbiting. It just really depends on your situation. Luckily, no one in the world will ever have to know what it's like to orbit a black hole. But just if you're ever put, ever have those scary thoughts, just know that you're pretty much safe. But yeah, so that's, I mean, that's Sagittarius A. She's just a big old girl that's not eating right now, that's just hanging out and chilling. And I think it's really cool. Oh, we also were able to take a picture of it. So if you guys remember that famous black hole that they ever took a picture of, they actually also took a picture of our center of our black hole. So that is a really cool picture too, because we haven't never seen it before. So... I think that's super duper interesting and I hope that I can find those pictures and post them online because they're really a sight to see. So, so yeah, so this is a very short episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'm sorry it's late. I'm always late. I need to figure out my life. I say that every episode, but like I said, 2023 is it's barely starting. So I have a whole year to take care of myself. All right. So, uh,